Welcome to the Learn Music Together podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so excited you're here. This podcast is for you, parent, who needs strategies, ideas, and support in guiding your child as he or she learns music at home, in private lessons, or in a group setting. This podcast will give you support you've been needing each week so together we can encourage your child to reach their full musical potential. I am super excited about this episode because it's about special needs children and how they can completely still learn how to play the piano. So before we get started, I do want to let you know that in the show notes, I linked to a couple different um, blog posts that will help you um, where one of them is about kids and autism and music and then another one is about kids and deafness in music and how music benefits them, simple ways they can learn. Um, I wrote it with regards to music teachers, but parents, this will tremendously help you as well. I also in the show notes included some links to resources that will really help you because this is something that I will admit I'm not an expert in, but I have definitely gotten my ideas that I've used with special needs students from various places that have completely helped me from experts. So look in the show notes for those links. So today, like I said, I wanted, we're not going to go over every disability, but I just want to really preface this by saying I have a heart for special needs kids. I have a heart for all kids, but special needs kiddos have my heart because they are different, but not less. And I am a special needs mom. I have a son with autism, and this is something I have mentioned before. And I don't want to ever make him feel embarrassed by talking about him, but in sharing his story, I hope that it helps other parents listening to know that you are not alone and that you um, raising a child with a disability, whether it's a physical, mental, or emotional one, that you are doing an incredible job and that your child can learn music, okay? Um, the other thing is, is I have worked with special needs kids in a variety of different means in the music classroom setting or with private lessons. So when I say I'm not an expert, I have worked with kids, um, I guess that makes me an expert in a way, but um, so I'm sharing my experience and what has helped in my experience with different um, different needs that we're going to present today in this episode. So let's go ahead and get started with this. I Like I said, I've worked with kids of all different disabilities and needs and music. There's definitely not a one size fits all approach. I can't just lay out piano and say, This will work for every single child on the autism spectrum, or this will work with every child who has Down syndrome. This approach is going to work with every child who has a learning disability. It's just not going to happen. So what I'm going to do is share a few strategies. Then maybe you can, if your child is already in piano, bring these ideas back to your child's piano teacher, or you can go ahead and just feel confident in the fact that your child can learn piano. So with special needs kids, the first thing I want to say is, um, a lot of the piano method books that kids start out with, there's so many different ones and I won't go into all the different, different kinds of method books out there, but a lot of times these method books just don't work well with kids with special needs because they don't 
they don't, these kids just don't learn with a traditional style of learning with anything. And like I said, I'm speaking from experience here with my own son. Um, one of my sons, I can literally put anything and I, I actually use the materials I created for my own piano course from the learn piano at home course. And literally will just, he'll fly through the lessons. My other son, uh, one of them's too young. I have three boys and my oldest son is my autism son. And he it's just so hard for him because when he's thinking about his fingers, he can't remember to read the music. When he's learned how to read notes on his staff, he forgets. He forgets what the finger numbers are. He, it's just all very has to be broken down step by step by step. So with method books that usually go in sequential order of what a child needs to know that are developed very well, but they just don't always work with a child with special needs. Why? Because special needs kiddos, as you know, as a parent, need a lot more patience and personalized approaches, which a lot of piano teachers are great at, by the way. So, and I'm going to say this, just like I said at the beginning of the episode, they, like me, aren't always knowledgeable about exactly how to teach all the different learning styles and disabilities and needs and coming to them, but a great teacher will make a way and will figure it out and will definitely um, do the research in order to help your child. First of all, I want to say that you know your child. I mean, obviously, just like with any other child, your, does your special needs learner have a desire to learn piano? Have they, have they shown a desire in learning music? Have they asked you about the piano or just shown some kind of interest in it? So, like I said, with my autistic son, he he loves music. He will listen to music in a car and start singing. The other day, I saw him with a flashlight on the wall. It was kind of moving it around, and um, the light was coming on the wall. He was making shadows and things like that, but he was humming and making up a song. He's been lately creating his own songs and, and putting words to it. It's been incredible to hear, and so he loves music, but in his own way. And so with piano, we've slowed it down, and I've just really kind of uh, made an approach to help him learn the way he learns. He gets frustrated easily. And so I've noticed how I need to slow things down and not get frustrated when he doesn't get things as quickly as I, air quote, think he should. Because there is no should with kids, is there? Every child learns differently. They all have different way of learning and a different way um, teachers need to meet them where they're at. So with any disability, whether learning, mental, emotional, or physical, that's how I feel like a child should learn piano. A teacher should be able to get to know that child, have a conversation with you, the parent, and then they should break down exactly what they want their child to learn. Um, and you'll be able to, after a couple of lessons, the teacher will be able to tell how fast or slow to push this child and we'll also be able to see if they're progressing a certain way in their own way. They're going to progress differently than some of their other students, and that's completely okay. So first, I want to talk about kiddos with a learning disability. Kids with learning disabilities need a lot of patience and understanding. These are the kids, in my experience, not just my own son, but with a lot of different kids with learning disabilities, ADHD, and all, all the other learning disabilities that are out there that come across sometimes as just not listening or not paying attention or tuning you out. And it's not always the case. They need the teachers, as you know, parents, to understand they're not being bad or just not listening. Sometimes they're just 
can't focus. And sometimes they are frustrated because they can't focus. So it's a, it's up to the teacher to get them back on track. And don't be afraid to have a conversation and say, hey, here's the deal. My child is not, not listening to you. They have a desire to learn. They're just going to need you to be a little bit more patient and understanding. So kids with dyslexia. This is a big one I get asked about because kids, dyslexic kids have a really hard time with reading and they have to have a specialized approach to reading in, in school. And so the same way is when they're in piano lessons. So as you know, reading goes left to right and up to down. And same way with music. When you're reading music, like when we mentioned the method books earlier, same thing when they look at a, a piano method book, they read the notes left to right and up to down. And so sometimes that's difficult for them to get, but this does not mean they can't learn piano. Because like I just mentioned, it takes a personalized approach to helping these kids learn music. But also I want to say that sometimes uh, just because they have a hard time reading, it doesn't necessarily transfer to the piano. I have seen this before where some of these kids will all of a sudden their mom or dad is like, wait a second they they're playing piano like it's not even a struggle because sometimes it just doesn't transfer and I think that's something you need to remember it it's not always the case but sometimes I've seen that happen so so any learning disability kid like I said will sometimes seem like they're zoning out at times they might just have a slower processing speed sensory processing disorder a language processing disorder these kids with a learning disability will need a lot of patience and hands-on learning approaches Piano teachers need to remember to give one or two step directions, like for example, find the G on the piano and wait for them to do so before moving on. Sometimes your child, if they're frustrated while learning piano, it might just be because things are moving a little too fast. So a lot of times, I know I'm guilty of this, I, I am, I'm not talking about any teacher in particular, even myself, of saying, okay, let's do this warm up, this song, this music theory. Now let's play the scale again. And I want us to go back here. Can we improvise? And you're looking at this child's face like some kids totally are like, sure, let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps. And some kids, they're going to get through maybe two things during a piano lesson. And that's okay because it all goes back. Let's let go of expectations you've maybe put on your child or you've put on yourself as a parent, or maybe you have compared, because like I said, I have three boys. I'm guilty of this too. Comparing your child to one of your other children who is just, they are that kid in piano lessons that have seven directions given to them and bam, they are just like know how to do it. Where your other child, maybe in piano lessons as well, it seems like they're once again, air quotes, I'm using that in words because you can't see my fingers, behind. There is no behind. There is no behind in piano because every child learns at their own pace. So I really want you to hear that. If they're just able to follow a one or two step direction and you feel like your child is not progressing at all, but maybe they finally have identified the G on the piano and then they're ready to move on to the A. Maybe they finally have learned all the notes on the piano, C, all the way to the next C, and now they're ready to move on to something else. That's okay, because it's going to take time to, for your child to learn their teacher, for the teacher to learn your child, for you to learn how to help them practice at home. It's just going to kind of be this fluid and moving thing. So like I said, though, don't compare. Don't be frustrated if they're not moving like you think they should. Stay off of Google, okay? Don't research why is my child not progressing like they should because they are. It might just take time for things to click. And once it clicks, I know this from experience. I, like I said, I have a kiddo like this. Once things click, 
they stick. Okay. Wow. I just made a really cool phrase. I didn't even realize it. Once things click in their brain, it sticks. It takes a while for it to get there sometimes, but once it sticks in there, they're going to remember and hang on to it. So, so then they can move on and learn something new. Alrighty. That's why I think with kids with a learning disability, playing the long game and being so patient with them and giving them time to learn and process what they're learning is so incredibly important because if you move too quickly, even if they say, yes, I get it, they may not be. They may not be retaining what they're learning because everything's moving way too fast, okay? All right, let's talk about um, uh, something else to help with kids with learning disabilities. You can use colors on the keys um, to, and find ways for doing this even at home. So what I mean by this is color code each of the keys. You know, there's those, oh, I don't know what they're called, the little stickers that are circles. I know there's a better name for them than that. But, you know, they each have different colors. And so you put these little circles on the keys and they each have a different color. So every C will have be green, for example. Every D might be orange. Every um, E might be yellow and on and on and on. And you just label the keys. You write on those little circle stickers a letter, the C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. And then when the child sits down, they're going to recognize, oh, all these green ones are the C. All these yellow ones, or did I say orange? All the orange ones are the D. And eventually that really helps them really retain what they're learning. Remember, we just talked about that because they're not having to stress out about focusing on, oh my gosh, she told me to find the C and I don't know how to find that. I don't remember what she said. I'm not being bad. I'm not trying to not pay attention. I just don't remember. So taking one of those stress factors away from them at piano lessons or even just at home, helping your child practice, color code the keys. It helps so much. Um, this helps kids even without uh, learning disability too, but especially kids that need just a little extra help. So then another way to help your child is keep the lessons organized and easy to find for your child as well. So if they're in a method book, then maybe use sticky notes to write even the date or practice this. And then when they're done with that song, move the sticky note to the next page or whatever that might look like. If it is printed off songs, then keep a binder. Organize it that way. And so your kiddo can easily find what they're needing to get to during practice time. Have a schedule or a notebook with a written lesson in it or what they're supposed to do when they sit down to practice. That way as well. And if your kiddo is little and they maybe don't even know how to read well, then use pictures for them to know what to do when they sit down to practice. So obviously you can use a picture of a piano, but <laughs> maybe if it is a warm up, I don't know, have a picture of someone stretching as a warm up. Um, when it's time to practice their song, just put some, you know, music notes for someone singing. So it represents song and just find the little pictures like that to categorize number one, this number two, this with a picture next to it or hand write it out. And then you could also use bigger font or, um, bigger font to write out what the kiddo needs to do. And so when they sit down to practice, they have this paper in front of them. It tells them exactly what to do each time. Um, also, there are, like I said, use pictures. Pictures help tremendously. Or you could even use big pictures. And when they're done with that task, you move the picture off the piano and then put another one in front of them. Routines go so far with learning disability kiddos too. Have them practice the same time every day. I have another episode I had talked about Practice times are important, but if it moves around sometimes, that's okay because life is busy. 
but not with special needs kids. They need structure and routine. They need to know, especially autistic kids, they need to know that this is practice time. It's the same time every day, the same practice routine, which we just talked about helping them with a practice routine, same instructions, the same amount of time of practice. If they get frustrated, take breaks and then you can try again later but they should know maybe it's a timer maybe you have some kind of system where they know after you read this book it's piano practice time or after your favorite show it's piano practice time for them to know that's their time all right so those are some pointers for learning disability kiddos now i want to move on to talk about kids with down syndrome I've had, um, I actually have a really good friend who has a son with Down syndrome and, um, I actually have had a conversation with a, um, she does adapted music education and we've had a lot of conversations about special needs kids because I think it's so important to be knowledgeable about this so I can help not just music teachers, but parents as well. So kids with Down syndrome, oh my goodness, these kids, as you know, as parents, if you're listening to this and you have a kid with Down syndrome, you know that they love music. They love listening to it and dancing. And it's so amazing to watch these kids not have a care in the world. They are the sweetest children who just love everyone. And so they may not be able to read music in a traditional sense of the word, but they might recognize what song is on the page because of the picture they see. So a lot of songs will have a picture like, let's use Mary Had a Little Lamb. I don't know why that's the first one that popped in my head. But if they see a little girl with sheep, they'll know that's Mary Had a Little Lamb without even being able to read the title, right? They love music. Like I said, they love listening to music. So before learning a new song, they can listen to it with you and they might even just be moving to it. And we're going to talk about ways that they can slowly learn piano too. But I just want to first of all talk about how just these kids enjoying music and um, feeling the music without even being taught how to do that. For me, being taught to feel the music was in college. And I still looked at my piano teacher like, what do you mean feel it? You know, like, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know what you mean by feel the music, but it's internalized. And I'll, I love that about Down syndrome kiddos because they internalize the music without anybody telling them to. They just listen to it and know how to love the music they're listening to without anybody even showing them how. It's awesome. So they might enjoy improvising music. Maybe they listen to something and you work on ways to improvise with them. Their fingers might be a little shorter or stubbier and maybe not have as much finger strength as their peers. And that's okay because we already talked about things can be slowed down to their level. There's going to be so much patience given to these kids where they are learning the way they learn. They're not going to need to move too fast. There's not going to be a whole lot of, um, you know, traditional teaching approaches because they're going to be catered to what your child needs. Piano teachers can spend time working with just the index and middle fingers, for example. So we talked about one and two step directions. Well, same thing. Instead of working on the whole hand, you might just have Down syndrome kids. Your Down syndrome child, I should say, will maybe just be working with two fingers at a time instead of all five. So they can just get used to their fingers on the piano and feeling it. And they um, adapt the music to fit this approach. So what I mean by that is... In music, a lot of times, piano teachers, I know I well, I can speak for myself, I like to write the finger numbers above the notes for my beginning piano students because it really helps them 
like with um, realizing where their fingers go on the piano, which finger to use for which which note until they get the hang of it on their own. Eventually, as they get older, you have them write in their own piano fingerings and things like that. Well, with Down syndrome kids, instead of using all five fingers, like, for example, if one song goes, use your one, your three, your four, five, I'm just naming something off the top of my head, two, one, one. A Down syndrome kid, you might just have one and two written in there where they're just using two fingers or even their index finger and their middle finger is two and three instead of all five fingers. And then eventually you'll get to the point where you know and the piano teacher knows when it's okay to add another finger and then another one. But it's just the slow approach. These kids may spend weeks or even months on a musical piece. Teachers need to realize it's okay to slow things way down. Parents, you need to realize it's okay if your song, your your song, wow, if your son or daughter gets through six months of piano lessons and they have conquered one, I don't like that word, they have learned one song, that is progress. Before they took piano lessons, did they learn any songs? Maybe. Maybe they were already playing piano on their own because they just loved listening to it and they just loved doing it. But don't go, well, I thought by now they would learn one song per week. I thought by now my son or daughter would learn, you know, be all the way through a method book. No, 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 no. Remember, we're letting go of those expectations. And you are so used to doing that as a special needs parent. And I am just so, so, so proud of the special needs parent community because you guys are rock stars and nobody realizes that as much as they should probably. But when your child gets through that one piece, maybe it has taken them three to four months. Oh my gosh, celebrate that. And even if they're playing it slower than it should be, they have worked so hard on learning that piece. And that is so incredible. So make a big deal about it. Cheer, clap, celebrate it. And then they're going to want to go on and learn another piece. And that is awesome. So let's talk about ways blind kids can learn music. With a lot of physical help, they'll need to know, um, maybe they'll need to hold on to the piano teacher's elbow. They might need to set their hands on top of the piano teacher's hands to guide them where they need to be on the piano or have them um, be guided where to sit on a piano bench. There are piano method books like Albert and Bastion that have books in Braille for blind students. Students can explore how to feel where the different keys are on the piano so they can easily identify where middle C position, C position, and the other musical positions are, and the notes on the piano. They, a lot of times, you'll be amazed, these blind kids and you as a parent listening, if you have a blind child, you may already have a kid who's just already sat down at the piano and has just improvised a piece or learned how to play without any instruction at all already. These kids are resilient and amazing. And I am just so incredibly in awe of what these kids can do. You might be amazed at how quickly your blind child might move through learning piano. There is just nothing that can hold them back. They are, once again, going to need lessons adapted a little bit. And, but they're totally able to do it. And it's so awesome. I really do think a lot of times blind students can learn even quicker than their peers because the inhibition of trying to read the music and focus on all the distractions around you and looking at things and getting distracted by what's on the TV and it it is taken away. That barrier is taken away so they're able to just listen and use their ears to just listen and focus. And what's funny is... I sometimes, my husband's made this comment, I will close my eyes sometimes when I'm playing the piano. Why? 
because I feel like I can feel it so much more. I hear it so much more and I'm just able to let my fingers guide me and where to go. And so I completely can see how a blind kid will learn piano so well and be able to play such beautiful music despite their disability. Nothing can hold these kids back. I want to talk about deaf children. So deaf children, of course, the probably the biggest one you're thinking might be Beethoven. Yes, he was deaf. He started going deaf. And I mean, it's so amazing what he was able to do and what he was able to compose without being able to hear anything. So with deaf children, there you can use clapping, stomping, snapping, and patting. Children can sway and march to the beat or the rhythms that they memorized by echo learning. More advanced music students can learn songs by reading the score just like any other piano or orchestra student. They may not be able to hear what they're playing if they are completely deaf, but they can feel the vibrations by taking their shoes off or by placing their ear on the floor or placing it on a table and feeling the vibrations. Talk to your child's piano teacher and ask about ways to adapt music for your child. Piano teachers and music teachers in general want to help students to succeed no matter what disability the child is facing. Also, talk to these kids about Beethoven, how successful he was even with his disability, and all the other famous composers that are contemporary composers and composers from a long time ago, classical. Those disabilities did not hold them back at all. One of the things I love about special needs kids is the fact that they don't just care about expectations set upon them, they're just them. They don't know if other kids move faster than they do or if they're supposed to be moving at a certain pace in method books. If they have a desire to learn music and to learn the piano, they're just going to. They're not going to let anything hold them back. And it might take a minute to find the right teacher for your kid. It might just take trial and error, but don't give up and get frustrated if you feel like there's too much um, expectations put on your child. Just slow things down. Give them grace and patience and understanding and know that with the right approach, the right patience and the right guidance, they can and will learn piano. If you have any questions, let me know and I will see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Learn Music Together podcast. Together, it is my goal that you and I can help your child learn music, whether it's in your home, in a group setting, or in private lessons. I would so appreciate you leaving a review on, for this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com, where you'll see the latest blog post and other resources to help you out and courses. I hope that you keep showing up and listening to this podcast and getting ideas to help your child learn music and we're going to help them reach their full musical potential together.